a special episode of Nerd's Eye View. I'm joined by Matt Benson. That's correct. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. As uh, founder, co-founder of the Benview Network. Yeah. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about the other shows that you're on before we get started? Uh, you can check out Popsicles, where I'm sort of a sidekick figure to Brendan Creasy and nice. Derek Armijo. You can talk talk out. You can talk out. Talk out your feelings <laughs> to yourself. While listening to me and Justin Keyes on talking about Steven Spielberg nice. on our podcast, Ben View on Spielberg. That's where we talk about Steven Spielberg movies. Uh, you can listen to the archives of Shut Up Leonard, which was a show mm. Andrew and I did about community, which is no longer active because community is no longer active. Right. Uh, and Benson's Boombox, which uh, it's just a little bit of goof arounds between me and Chris Gutierrez. It updates sporadically. Yeah. Uh, am I leaving something out? I don't know. Pick Your Path is a very good one. That's uh, off-season right now because it's a scripted show, but I'm very proud of that. There's good work to check out there. It is a choose-your-own-adventure-style podcast written by myself and Andrew Lindy and David King of Midnight Marinara. So check that out on bevynetwork.com slash PYP. Nice. Nice. And, of course, you can uh, hear all the other shows at the Benview Network. That is correct. We have so many. So many shows. Uh, I'll I'll talk about them in the outro. Yeah. But first, we're going to talk about some movies. First, we're going to have, I think it's Tarzan. Andrew and I sat down. There it is again. That's a call forward to yeah. my segment. It's nice. not a call back. It's a call forward. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot timey-wimey right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, Andrew and I talked a little bit about that. Then you and I sat down mm-hmm. and we talked about Kumiku, the Treasure Hunter, Yep. which was uh, a beautiful film. And after that, Andrew and I sat back down, came back for a third round, Yeah. and we spoke about Mike and Dave need wedding dates. And, That's, uh, I would say, a surprisingly good film. Right. Uh, I mean, spoilers, yes. Yeah. <laughs> surprisingly way better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, crazy. And Andrew and I get into it later. But uh, you know what? Let's just swing into Tarzan. We will never survive. I have done all I can to protect my family. Today, I buried my wife. Now I fear for my child.
down there. 20,000 more on the way. We don't stand a chance. A normal man can do the impossible to save the woman he loves. My husband is no normal man. Andrew. I'm Jordan. And we're going to talk about The Legend of Tarzan. Yes, we are. Which is a 2016 film starring yes, Stellan Sturzgird. Yep, one nope, of them. Alexander. It's one I of said them. Stellan. Yep. There's uh, a bunch of them. And also that Harley Quinn girl and that Christoph Waltz guy, Margot Robbie. It's Jane. Oh, my goodness. And Samuel L. Jackson somehow plays a character yeah. named George Washington Williams. I didn't Williams. even know he was in this movie. George Washington Williams. Did not That's know some great naming, he was way. in this movie at all until he showed up on screen. And I was like, so you haven't what? seen any trailers? I saw one, but I don't thought I, I don't think I saw him in the trailer. The trailer that I saw him in, he was prominently displayed to just stand there and say, "But you're Tarzan." Wow! <laughs> it's like when he doesn't want to do a thing, he's like, "But you're Tarzan." Do the thing because you're Tarzan. Maybe I just spaced. It's possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're gonna get into. All kinds of stuff, so there will be spoilers. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is going to be... We're not... We're, this is not the normal format. Yeah. We're just going to talk about the movie. Yeah. Uh, spoilers if you haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you might enjoy the discussion, so maybe stick around. Yeah. So this this film was uh, different in the sense that it's not an origin. Yeah. It touches I, on the origin, but not much. I kind of dug that, actually. Yeah. Uh, because it's taking note from... Uh, it's it's taking a lesson that many comic book movies should have taken already, mm-hmm. which is we don't need the origin anymore. We yeah. there's enough mythos built in the pop culture that we know, and even mm-hmm. Tarzan, which is a very old story, hasn't been on TV in a while, um, hasn't been a movie in a while. We still basically know the story. Yeah, and the we parts that they're, the they're kind of swapping out, they filled us in. Yes. Like, they filled us in, like Jane says pretty early on, like, oh, it's been 10 years since we've been to the jungle. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like, oh, we, you know, we had friends, we had this, we had that. Yeah, like they it, fill you in on the stuff. Yeah, that you, you don't find really out understand. that she, she was, she wasn't born there, but she was raised there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's well done. I think they do a mm-hmm. good job. It, they could have bungled the hell out of it. Yeah, but I think they do a great job of setting up the universe, giving us enough information. Uh, some crazy stuff of like his hands are different. Yeah, because of they changed because of the way he used them when he was a child. Like. Mm-hmm. Some interesting stuff here. Yeah. Uh, and then the the whole Christoph Waltz enemy yeah. was, I mean, they just, it's pretty much a film. I mean, if, he's probably going to be the bad guy in Star Trek 4, hey, right? I don't mind. Like, it's, that's the kind of feeling that I, he, I, he's just going to be the bad guy for everything at some point. I hope not, because he's good when he's not a bad guy, too. <laughs> he's good. Yeah, he's good all the time. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's he's, he's more, good he, at he's, being bad. Yes, but I love how he, he did. I like when he's not playful evil. I like oh, when he's yeah. just playful. Because when he's in a side character, mm-hmm. he gets to be kooky and interesting. Mm-hmm. And when when he's the bad guy, he's still interesting, but he's just an interesting bad guy. Yeah. Which I, I, I'd i like to see him be more than just the bad guy in every movie. Mm-hmm. But he does a good job here. Yeah. He's, he's suitably creepy. Mm-hmm. And just, like, you don't know what to... I love how at the beginning of this film, you have no idea what to make of him. Yeah. You think he's just this scared guy. Yeah. But no, he's just someone who doesn't he doesn't use firearms. Mm-hmm. He doesn't he doesn't really fight, but yeah. he's very he seems to be super his, proficient. His rosary at, weapon at, is nuts. Like he's good at disabling people. He yeah. doesn't really fight. He yeah. just is able to disable mm-hmm. people when they try to attack him. And I think that's 
pretty interesting. I just think that's nuts that his weapon was that rosary. This crazy like spider silk. Yeah. That's like super strong. <laughs> like what? Yeah. <laughs> like that was that was really fun mm-hmm. in just the weirdest way. Yep. Uh, no, because I had recently seen uh, Carnage, that film ah. where. Uh, it's it's more you know it was based on a play mm-hmm. and it was uh, it doesn't really have a villain per se because everyone has like their good and bad parts it's right. it's two uh, uh, two sets of parents are deciding on how to handle their sons fighting um, and so each of them has their own like weird take on it and right. Christoph Waltz is that you know they nail like he nails what he does best which is he's kind of this disaffected mm-hmm. parent who's in the old school vein of you know. Uh, let him fight or mm. you know I fought when I was younger or yeah. like he's kind of proud It'll of it sort in a weird way out yeah. yeah that's and, the way of the like world a, like a, he thinks his son is kind of a monster anyway so he's like ah, wh- why do I even care like he's going to do the same thing next week mm-hmm. well, he doesn't understand what he's doing like mm-hmm. he's he's 12 and it's like and it's, so he kind of comes at odds with everyone and I kind of like that that's kind of the part of Christoph Waltz that's really neat interesting that where he you know where he can be combative with people without actually like being hateful in a weird mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Um, and so in this Tarzan, it's more his, his, he's motivated by greed. Yeah. Rather than and like pride, not really a bloodlust. Yeah. It's the, the, his one goal is like, we'll get Tarzan yeah. and we'll deliver him. And, and, and he's even got a good reason behind it. Like yeah. he talks about of like, it's the man who comes from nothing and achieves something great is the one that's remembered throughout history. Yeah. So he's got this weird pride thing where, by helping his king, mm-hmm. even through these bad, horrible things that he's yeah. doing and, and, and acting and, and planning, mm-hmm. uh, he will be known throughout history. Yeah. So it's like it's greed and pride and just all of these like deep-seated, very old mm-hmm. machinations behind evil, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah. I also um, I really enjoyed uh, how Margaret Robbie was like her character was very active. Yes. Um, like I don't think she was like super special. Like mm-hmm. not. Uh, not extremely memorable, mm-hmm. but just in the sense that when she does get captured, she makes moves to get out. Yeah. Uh, she like halfway succeeds. She's mm-hmm. pretty, and you know, she's pretty good in most situations mm-hmm. uh, around the plot. So yeah. it's, it's not kind of like, Oh great here, you know, here's mm-hmm. this, you know, they're even that part where it's like, Oh, you're supposed to be a damsel and she just yeah. refuses. Yeah. So that's kind of fun. Yeah. She's, I think it's, it's a good, it's a good role and written in a way to where it's not degrading. Mm hmm. It's like she's she's an active participant as much as even though she's uh, imprisoned mm-hmm. and is a hostage, she still does as much as she can. Yeah. And uh, and I, I really like the back and forth between her and uh, and the bad guy, mm-hmm. Rom, because you can tell he's like, you weren't supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. Like in all of my plan for this. Yes, yeah. I'm doing a bad thing here. I'm doing bad things to people. But you were not a part of the plan. Mm-hmm. And you can tell he's actually kind of feels bad about it. Yeah. Which is interesting. Well, he like, does we that see classic some... bad guy, let's yeah. have dinner thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just so... Yeah. It's like cartoony, but it was mm-hmm. kind of great. But he can be cartoony. Mm-hmm. That's the thing about Christoph Waltz. Yeah. Is he is cartoony. It makes sense. Um, I do think there are like a lot of silly elements to this film. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, uh, uh, you know, Samuel Jackson, his character climbs on Tarzan's back at one point because he yeah. can't swing on the vine. Yeah. And so he's like, get on my back. And so they have to swing. And then we got the CG, CG swing scenes, yeah. which I could have gone without. 
And then they swing onto a train, mm-hmm. which I believe that scene was just for me because I love when you can squeeze a train into an old old film like oh, that. Of course, yeah. When you, you get need a train, a, you scene. need a train. Any train chase, train fight. Yep. Uh, when Bond fights on a train, I go nuts. Like I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, you know, they put a train in there, and it's like he, the train is just there to like to get them faster to mm-hmm. where they're going. Yeah. And then as a little bit of like to figure out what's going on in the world. Yeah. There's some plot there. They mm-hmm. rescue some people. There's, there's like really, I mean, there's some like weird takes out like 20 men. Yeah. And it has this crazy fight. We yeah. get, we get a scene with, uh, George Washington Williams where he gets to shoot somebody's ear off. Yeah. And there's a funny scene where the, their, 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 uh, their friends that come with them are like on the back of the train by the door. Yeah. And he goes, Oh, that's a nice ear you have. And they all lean back out of the door <laughs> because they know he's going to shoot. Yeah. And then he shoots his ear off and they all lean back forward. Mm-hmm. Like there's some funny little snippet stuff in here yeah that's uh that's pretty good mm-hmm. that i didn't expect from this movie yeah um oh another really like it, it's kind of badass but mostly silly mm-hmm. is uh the, when the when that rom's men first attack mm-hmm. and tarzan literally jumps out of the wall yeah he does like a batman takedown yeah he just he takes down a guy uh, on the other side of a wall and i just was like yeah, he grabs a guy through a wall that's nuts yeah what are we even doing here like tarzan's Someone, a superhero mm-hmm. i don't get it yeah and he's very reluctant to go back yeah he's very reluctant to be this emissary that he has been asked to be which was a cover for to capture him or yeah whatever. it was all a trick um because he doesn't he wants to live the life in you know high society yeah um which I mean, that's that's I think, all fine, but, but like he very he very quickly makes that uh, and I th- decision change. I think we learned throughout the movie that like it's kind of hard to tell why he doesn't want to go back initially. Mm. Like we think, you know, he says uh, it's hot there. Yeah. Like there's, uh, you know, he says that at one point. But I think I think what we come to realize throughout the film, and, and I think it does a good job of telling us, is he he has a love hate relationship with his home. Yeah. Because, you know, he lost his family there and then he ends up losing his, his stepmother, the grandmother, mm-hmm. or the, the gorilla, yeah. uh, the monkey. And, um, and it, it, we see how she dies and how this kind of creates uh, the conflict with the tribe that wants him dead. Yeah. And, and I think one of the reasons why he wants to stay away is because he, he hasn't dealt with his grief. Yeah. You know, like he, one of the reasons why he went to England is to escape it. Mm-hmm. And this trip, one of the reasons why he stays at the end of the film is because he deals with that grief mm-hmm. and he, he makes this, he even says at one point, like I had no honor, you know, yeah. he was just, uh, he saw himself as this feral animal. Yeah. With, well, with cause he killed, he killed to make up for the killing of his, you know, stepmother. Yeah. And that he sees that is wrong after yeah. he's done it. Yeah, like, because that's crazy the guy, that the that's, guy, they handle yeah. this so well, and so many other movies can't handle it well yeah. at all. Like, and and the leader of the the <laughs> tribe that hates him is like, how could we have known? Yeah, that she was your mother. Mm-hmm. Like, how this is what our tribe has done for hundreds of years. Yeah. how could we have possibly known? Yeah, saying like, if we knew, we wouldn't have done it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's a lot of empathy there. A lot of a lot of stuff happening with feelings and emotions and pride and honor. Like. I never thought of seeing this movie that it would tackle these type of things and tackle them well. Uh, another silly thing was the when he did fight that gorilla mm-hmm. in the middle, uh, where he was like, "Oh, you know, it's a like it was almost like a ritual thing." Yeah. It was like, and he was like, "Oh yeah, this was my brother." Yeah. And it's it's like and he sees me as a as they a, they kind of fight and then when they you know defer mm-hmm. in a sense. Uh, yeah, like he lost, knew he knew he was okay. gonna lose. Yeah, like it kind it was of just. Because it because so weird, he's right? the leader of well see, I mean I get it in a tribal sense. It's not even tribal. Like 
like I've, in an I've animal st- sense? Yeah, I've studied a lot about gorillas. Uh, <laughs> I've I've read a lot of studies about like human evolution mm-hmm. and, and how that compares to gorillas and monkeys and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And what it actually is is uh, what we were seeing there is him asking permission to come through the lands. Yeah. And because he saw him as a deserter, mm-hmm. he had to uh, he had to fight him as yeah, like a right of earn, honor yeah. of like. I messed up. I need to take my punishment for it. Uh-huh. And then once he's fought the chief, the leader of the, of the monkeys yeah. of the gorillas, then he's allowed to go peacefully. Crazy. That's why he, after he beats him up, he like taps him the way he used to when yeah, he was a yeah, kid. Yeah. Like, all right, you're good now. Mm-hmm. Get out of my face. You know? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I want to bring this up cause it's just so ridiculous. I mean, you keep bringing it up. You, ridiculous silliness. This is a silly, no, ridiculous. Oh, movie. I know. Yeah. We're talking about like deep themes here, Yeah. but there's, this is a I, silly. I want to bring up something silly that's in the outside world. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you recall, uh, Harambe? No. The gorilla that was, uh, at a zoo where a kid fell into the enclosure and they killed oh, the gorilla yeah. and everyone was like, Oh, poor, poor Harambe. Yeah. So there's this strange subculture on the internet that has spruce sprouted around the Harambe. Really? Uh, uh, and it's 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 kind of like this ridiculous meme culture that that comes uh-huh. out. And uh, there's a comedian, uh, I believe Nick Weiger. I don't actually know any, that much about him. He's he's on uh, Doughboys, another podcast oh, okay. that Benson that, yeah. loves. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I I'd, I'd been every once in a while seeing where he would tweet a joke or or something. I would see a ridiculous like Harambe jokes or a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. I had tweeted at Nick Weiger. It didn't get any traction, but I loved it. Uh, that tar- The Legend of Tarzan is basically Harambe the movie. Yeah. So many gorillas get shot. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's been like, it, it keeps going. Like even at the, um, the the RNC, there was someone holding up a sign that said Bush did Harambe. And I, what? I love that. I kinda, it's, du- oh, it's dumb. Man. It's not real. Yeah. Like they don't yeah. actually believe it. I know. But it's like this weird thing. That, That's like, how culture sprouts up around things. insane things. Yeah. The internet has, uh, the, mm. the world created the internet and the yeah. internet is now changing the world. There was a tweet that I favorited and I believe retweeted uh, that I saw again and I laughed again. Mm-hmm. And it was a tweet that went, um, uh, uh, Harambe, uh, Harambe Sniper says he's retired. Mm-hmm. And it, it was attached to um, uh, a story about an orangutan who got out of a zoo. Mm-hmm. And so then it's like, Harambe Sniper, I'm retired. And it says, Obama, no, you're not. <laughs> so oh, jeez. I just kind of love how... Wow. How are people like? How did that happen when yeah. this became like a big speaking point? And then how did it not attach itself to Legend of Tarzan? Yeah, I don't know. Because that's all over this movie. I think I think Gorilla it's because, culture and yeah, but I think Tarzan. The, the problem is, is, our last Tarzan movie was so long ago. Aside from cartoons, but no, but I mean, like for this Tarzan movie, yeah, it somehow it, it, it missed its mark. It mixed, missed its 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 weird niche meme culture. I mean, that may have counted against it because. I did not like how many animals died in this film. It really bothered me. It was it was a lot. Yeah, yeah. It, it like and but the I characters mean, we, react realistically to yeah. animals getting killed, and it's it's tough because mm-hmm. you know me. I love I love the animal world. I love yeah. you know I love pets and stuff. So it's it was tough for me to watch some of this. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but it, you know, by the end of it, it's it's an okay film. It's yeah. better. It's better than I expected. Agreed. Uh, better than it should have been, probably by any count. Mm-hmm. Like, cause the, cause like I said, they make it very clear what they're changing to what you know about Tarzan. Yeah. So it kind of makes it easier to follow along. Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, you kind of hope that well, maybe they could do another one. Yeah. Like they kind of end it with, with change, like character change, you know, yeah. they end it with people at the end, 
They end up in places where you didn't really expect mm-hmm. and places where it's kind of exciting to see yeah, where they go next. Instead of going back to the beginning to yeah. where they were before, mm-hmm. they end up in different places after this experience. Yeah. Everyone's been changed. Yeah. And, uh, and, and you know, because uh, I, I, I am s- almost certain that this... This Tarzan story was not part of the original, you know, stories yeah, of Tarzan. I don't Tarzan. think so. I'd have to go back uh, and look, but I don't think so. So I, they could easily just make up another thing that yeah. works for whatever they're trying to tell. Yeah, it was it was a, a kind of a oh, dumb, say, silly I, movie, I, but it was... I, I, I kind of hoped that um, Rom had died in a better way. Yeah. His death was kind of like... I mean, it, it made lame. sense only in one way. Mm-hmm. It's because his whole thing was about incapacitating people, yeah. and alligators grab you, and take you underwater and but I also twist think you a whole bunch. Tarzan shouldn't have been able to break that rope with his neck. Yeah, but it's got you need to see how badass. I well, Tarzan I think is. it would have worked halfway equally as well if he had just broken the wood off of the Oh yeah, that would have been way cooler. And it would have been slightly more believable mm-hmm. and he, I think he could have like hit him with that wood somehow. Like mm-hmm. it would have also given him an extra weapon or like something. Like hit him back into the water yeah. or something with it. Like just smacked it around like Yeah. I don't know. I just felt it was like really with yeah because it would have been it would have been cool because then unbreakable uh, string then he could have like taken it unwound it around his neck and then as he's getting pulled into the water he throws the rosary yeah like into the water with him and the alligator mm. crocodile whatever like that would have been cool yeah. I agree that was a little little much we already see how crazy insane Tarzan is and how he can do stuff that doesn't that's like make sense. I think they they wrote themselves into a corner and just thought yeah he's strong enough he's strong he's a strong guy. It's a cool visual, but like, mm-hmm. come on. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that is our thoughts on the legend of Tarzan. Let me go see it, I guess. Are you an exchange student or a tourist? アメリカの大陸の国ですごいお宝が待っているっていうのが分かってそれ私映画で見て分かってそこに私の運命があるんですよ You take me to treasure. I'll take you to the Mall of America. It's a lot more fun. So we're going to be talking about Kumiko, the treasure hunter. That's right. 
And I remember seeing the trailer for this way, way back. Mm-hmm. And my first thought was, looks gorgeous. And I think, I think uh, Matt Benson, do you agree with me? I think, I think this film is beautiful. Yeah, I will co-sign on that. It's, it's incredible. Put my signature on that paper. It, it even does a trick that in some cases would get, I guess, like a little annoying if you notice it too much. But there's a point where like, uh, there'll be a camera shot and the main character will walk off screen, off screen and then she'll come back. Mm-hmm. But the way the camera is placed is just gorgeous. Like It's always framing something. Yeah. And I just I love the cinematography on this movie. It's a real beautiful picture. I want to. Uh, there's a lot I want to say. Why don't you tell me your your initial uh, your initial thoughts? Like just what you thought of the movie before we get into spoiler stuff. Uh, I was very impressed with the film. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I had never heard of these uh, the Zellner brothers. I believe are the ones who did. Yeah. I had never directed heard of them. and writers. Yeah. Yep. I'd never heard of them. One of them's in it too. Oh. Um, he plays the cop. Oh, I, that's that was my guess. Yeah. <laughs> that was my guess. Um. But I'd never heard of them, never seen any of their movies before. I only watched this. I, I kind of, I didn't kind of mean to watch this, but I never got Me around too. to it. Until, Me too, yeah. Um, Andrew, a, a friend of the show, in front of this episode, and <laughs> host of the show, Andrew. You know who Andrew is if you're listening to this. Yeah, that guy, Andrew. Yeah. He he happened to, he had some movies that he found, let's say, that he, he had brought up and said, hey, maybe you can find these movies for me if you catch my meaning. Yeah. And uh, Kamiko was one of them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I'll watch it. And it was very, very good. Yeah. And it's, it's uh, it always surprises me how good the works inspired by the movie Fargo are. Mm-hmm. Because the Fargo TV series was very, very good. Oh, my goodness. And then this movie was very, very good. Right. And they're very, very good in ways that, like, play on the similar or same themes yeah. as Fargo. Themes but and But also feelings. build on them. It's, for some reason, that movie just seems to be a font of inspiration. Right. That other people have successfully drawn from. And I think that's amazing. Which makes um, me really want to see the Japanese remake of Fargo now, which I still haven't seen. Oh, man. I didn't even know that existed. I think it's called A Woman, A Gun, and A Noodle Shop, or A Woman, A Noodle Shop, and A Gun, or A Gun, A Noodle Shop, and A Woman. It's those three things in some order. I, I'm just in love with everything you just said. Because <laughs> that just, that sounds magical. So check that out. I haven't wow. seen it, but I'll endorse it. And uh, I just got to say, any listeners, just check out, if, you, if you're interested in this movie at all, just check out the poster. Yeah. The poster is just this beautiful straight on shot of uh the woman in her uh her bed outfit yeah. with her with her hood on and it's got like these white trees in front of her it's just it's just beautiful this is this is a great film uh you're not going to come out on the other side of it feeling too good though no for sure um not. that's the fargo way <laughs> and and i feel like the director knew that immediately because when when this movie starts and we get the the little VHS with track lines and, yeah. and the the initial this is a true story shot from Fargo. That music's real dark. Yeah. And the music comes back every once in a while and gives it almost a horror movie feel. Yeah. And it's just spooky a lot of the times. And if you know the urban legend that this movie is based yeah. on, then you know how it ends mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. And it's just Man, I because of I feel like the music does a great job setting the tone because whenever she's in a scene with anybody and that and that plays up, it's just like something bad's gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> something bad's gonna it's happen. Gonna go and wrong. Something. She's not gonna smarten up and turn away. <laughs> yeah, and and that oh. that stays true all the way to the end. But it's kind of amazing how she just kind of fumbles through everything. Yeah, and and I'm sorry if this is a controversial thought. She's kind of the bad guy. 
Because she is constantly stealing from people. Sure. I don't see her that way. I mean, like, not, not like, I'm not saying she's the villain Mm -hmm. of the, of the piece. She's not a good person. I don't know that she's a, not a good person. I, I think she's, she's got some. She's driven. Yeah. Like she's, she's an adventurer in an age where there are no adventurers anymore. And because she doesn't fit into society and everybody's asking her to conform it's just not in her to conform yeah and because of that she has to do you know illegal acts in order to get to her goal illegal come on <laughs> she, what, she steals a pair of boots what's come on what's I a mean, pair of boots like, between possession friends? is nine tenths of the law yeah i mean she did it right there in front of a cop it's yeah. not like she was being sneaky about See, it that part didn't even bother me it was <laughs> it was the constantly running from a taxi and running from oh, the yeah, hotel yeah. room sure. and it's stuff like that because in my mind mm-hmm. in my uh my the the images i made in my mind palace uh he paid for those as he left the store. Oh, the the, the cop. Yeah. So, yeah, she did make that taxi man drive pretty far <laughs> for no it was, fare. It was only one hundred and sixteen dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no big deal. It's not out that much. <laughs> yeah, um, his face. And there's the other thing. He is deaf. <laughs> yeah, that's true as she, well. She cheated a a, dis- a like a, a partly disabled man's yeah. job. Yeah. It was just that's true, yeah. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I see her more as as kind of the victim of her own delusions, and, right. and to me, that is just kind of an extension of that. Yeah, which is like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's sh- shitty that she ripped off the taxi right, guy, right. but I, I never turn. I'm always on her side throughout the whole right. movie, right? And and I felt I was too because at the end of the day, it's an adventure's like an adventurer's journey, mm-hmm. right? Like she she goes through every part of it. It's just based on the premise of. What if the adventurer was wrong from the start? Yeah. And and it's incredible because you get the beginning of this movie where she has made a previous map. We there's a there's mm-hmm. there's a part of this story we don't know where she followed clues to a cave. Yeah. And found this movie wrapped up in the ground. Yeah, found the VHS. Tape. And that's just incredible. Like I want to know yeah. that story. Yeah. Because because it has a happy ending. Yeah. Yeah. Like I almost I almost wish the movie I understand that we need to have the ending that we have. Yeah. But I wish there was a movie where she didn't die in the wilderness. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> and and just, you know, have this beautiful like vision of her succeeding and and that cute little bunny. Well, we do get the vision of her succeeding. Right, but it's but it's but she's dead. Oh, that bunny though, that hurt me. That was the one that moment where I was up. a little bit against her. That messed me up yeah. on the train. Yeah. Like are there no shelters to donate animals to in Japan? Yeah, I don't, I don't know I don't about know. the culture there and the way, like how they handle pets and, and giving a pet to somebody else. Because that was rough. Yeah. I was, okay, this is, I'm going to say right up front, I'm a white person talking on the internet. Yes. So I, if this is like not a cultural thing and I'm just leaning too much into this, mm-hmm. feel free to call me out. Do not take this as a statement of fact or anything. I will not. But I don't know if it is like an Asian culture thing because I remember he was not Japanese, he was Korean, but I had a friend named Min Choi and, uh, in elementary school and he, I was at his house one day and he was like from Korea, like he had recently uh, moved to America. And I saw right. a picture on his refrigerator of these two really cute dogs and I said, oh, are those your dogs? And he's like, yeah. When we came to America, we went to a bridge and we let them out of the car and we let them go. And I said, what? Like you didn't give them to a what? shelter or anything? And then he said, no, that's like just what we do there. So I don't know if that is like in, mm-hmm. if throughout Asian countries, maybe that is a thing. 
Maybe they don't have the... Again, what I'm, I'm literally basing this I on know, my friend Min Choi and this film that I saw, well, which I were mean, two different countries. I'm aware. Right. I want to make it very clear. Look, do not take this as any kind of informed uh, statement. It's our responsibility yeah. as conscious film goers yeah. and film analyzers mm-hmm. that we take the evidence we have and we make conclusions. Sure. And based on the evidence that you have proffered, mm-hmm. uh, maybe they don't have the structure we have here of shelters and, and taking care of animals and, and the, the in- intermediary systems of, of handing off a pet to someone else. Yeah. Um, but that's terrible. But it's also in this movie, it could very much be that she just doesn't have someone else to hand them off to. And that's for sure. Yeah. Because she steals her company's credit card. Yeah. And gets real upset when Which it doesn't work for. anymore. Her, her Look, company was hey, a bunch of dick bags. I was waiting for the shoe to drop of him being a sleazeball. And uh, there's... I would consider him a sleazeball. I well, think Already based on the information we yeah, were given. Yeah. Based on everything we're given, definitely a sleazeball. But also, the that's just how society is there. Yeah. Right? I mean, he's talking about how... The office is set up in such a way to where young women come in and then by a certain age, it's the manager's job to help the women find husbands so they yeah. can move on to another job or start a family and quit working. And it's just, and her mom, like everyone was against her. Everyone was, yeah. And she's a real, despite her being a little unhinged, I would yeah. say, and the thing with the bunny in the taxi, mm-hmm. she's just so endearing. Yeah, and she's, she's just so likable and resourceful. Yeah. yeah, and she's just adorable. Like, you want her to succeed. Yeah. She's kind of like, in a weird way, she's the mirror of William H. Macy in Fargo. Right. Who's just kind of this whiny shithead who gets his wife killed. Spoilers mm-hmm. for Fargo. Yeah. Uh, whereas she, uh, but both equally doomed is the thing. Right. That's the thing they have in common. Yes. Uh, so it, it, this is a nice kind of flip side to that movie. It's a nice compliment. Mm-hmm. Man. Music was really interesting. I yeah. mean, just set up the tone perfectly because it does it does end in a place that I didn't like it. But, yeah. But I understand for the story it made sense. Yeah. And uh Yeah. Jeez. I mean I just don't even know what to say. There's it's it's a really good movie. Um I know we just spoiled the crap out of it. Yeah. But uh, her journey's really interesting. I, I just kind of felt bad at a lot of different points because if she just like stayed in the bus in the beginning. I'm sure the bus would have gone all the way to Fargo. Yeah. And she could have avoided a whole bunch of crap. Yeah. She, and then she still would have died in Fargo. But she, I mean, maybe not. I think she would have. Because she would have gotten to the city. I don't even feel like she made it to Fargo. I feel like she like recognized something from one of the areas outside the town. Yeah. Well, she saw the fence. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, she didn't see the fence because the fence was there. She never saw the fence. Right. When she got out of the car, she just ran into the wilderness. Yeah. That's what bothered me. She just said, stop. And then when she got out, I was like, there's no fence. There's nothing. She yeah. just wandered in the wilderness until she died. Yeah. And I feel like if she had stayed on that bus, gotten to the city, then she could have walked around and figured out where to go from there. Yeah. Because the reason why she doesn't make it to the city is because of leaving the bus and then not accepting the woman's help, which, come on, I hate women like that. Well, people like that. It's mm-hmm. not a gen- not gender-specific, just someone telling you, no, you shouldn't do that. Why don't you go here instead? I'll take you here. And yeah. like this weird like mother hen thing of like, no, I want to do what I want to do. Like, so I wait, know you, characters like that. Do you hate Kimiko in this moment, or do you hate the old woman? I, I dislike the woman. Okay. I feel like Kimiko would have been better off, because in my mind, I want Kimiko to survive. Sure. As delusioned... And as crazy and as unyielding as she is, Mm -hmm. which are also kind of endearing. Yes. uh, She makes decisions that leads to her end. And if she just made a couple different decisions, she might have survived. 
But do you think even if she had ridden the bus all the way to Fargo, do you? Th- I mean, she still wouldn't have believed anyone when they told her it was just a movie that wasn't actually real. I feel like she still would have ended up. Yeah, but but I don't think she would have ended up in the woods. I think she would have. But but the I but think the, she but I think she was on the side of the road though. I don't think she intended to leave Fargo without or, the money or America without the money. And I That's think true. at a certain I mean, point she, that would have meant going out in the wilderness. Yeah, because she wouldn't have been able to take. Like, if she got to the place where it was, which would have been impossible to find because yeah. snow and there's no red ice picks thing sitting yeah. in the ground. If there was, it wouldn't still be there. Yeah. Uh, and she found nothing there. Yeah. Like, imagine that movie where she's spending the entire winter somehow surviving, mm-hmm. but just walking along the fence, digging up a trench next to the fence. I mean, Brian survived the whole winter in that semi-canonical sequel to Hatchet. Right. It's weird that that exists, right? Quick That's, sidebar. That, that is really weird. Or like an um, author's like, what if my book didn't end that way? That it what ended? if I changed it? But just imagine that. And then just the... Oh, see, that's even kind of a worse end because then she just has a mental breakdown. Yeah. Because she gave up her entire life to go to another country to find this treasure. Yeah. I was kind of hoping... I mean, this, I would, mean this, this wouldn't be a good movie, but it would have made me happy just because I like uh-huh. this character. Uh-huh. And she just kind of realized, like, wait a minute, what am I doing? Why don't I just start a new life in America? Right? <laughs> That'd be cool. Away from my shitty mom and my yeah. shitty boss and just live here and be yeah, and happy. Just change and your awesome. name and be a different person. Yeah. And just, yeah. Yeah. That would have been didn't, nice. It didn't go down that way. <laughs> but I feel like this ending that we get here is the best possible ending for this character. Yeah. I mean, it's the only ending for this character. Yeah. Should we talk about the cop? Yes. I like this man a lot. He's adorable. He's adorable. Um, I wish that was the sheriff in my town. And that's the weird the, Again, I don't know how so few people can mimic this. One of the things about the Coen Village movies is mm-hmm. that they create such kind of, I don't want to use the word quirky because it sounds dumb, but like quirky and like lovable right. characters. Mm-hmm. And here they're like, yeah, we can do that too. The two leads right away. The cop yeah. and Kamika are just like crazy likable. Yeah. Super endearing, both of them. Yeah. And it makes it believable when she goes to kiss him because yeah. they are having this repertoire. They are having this experience together and she sees him as this companion Yeah, that she can now go with her to go on this treasure. But of course he just sees her as like, I gotta stop this lady I've from killing her herself. Somehow. I've gotta, she's gonna die yeah. in the wilderness and I gotta stop it. And it's such a great moment where he takes her to the Chinese restaurant. Yeah. And she's like, no, that, that's it's <laughs> a different language. Yeah. I speak Mandarin and Kimmy goes, I speak Japanese. And he's like, it's not even close. Kimmy, do you speak any Mandarin? <laughs> yeah. That's not gonna he's work. He's doing the best he can. Yeah. He's in he's in the middle of North Dakota. Yeah. He doesn't know. It's a good movie though. Yeah, very good movie. Kind of sad. But what else have they done? Do we know? Uh, I will look because I'm kind of curious to watch the other movies now. Loading. Oh yeah, that is definitely the sheriff. Yeah. I just clicked on the director. Yeah. Uh, he did K- King. Nope, Kid Thing. Kid Thing. Kid. Kid. Thing. thing. And Goliath. Hmm. I don't know either of those films. Oh, he's done a lot of acting. Huh. He's done like 30 films. Oh, he's done 16 films. Kid Things, a uh, bunch of shorts. Done a lot of shorts. Hmm. Not Eat Your Shorts, though. No. Is uh, he saluting them? Uh, sometimes. Okay. Definitely when he's a sheriff, he is. Sure. Remember Salute Your Shorts? Yeah. What was the deal with that show? It was. It was... 
Look, TV was different back then. No, but I I only remember the title. That's like a title that's sticking in the nostalgia center of my brain, but I don't actually remember what the show was. I, if I, I recall, will, I like the, the opening credits end with them like raising a pair of shorts up on a flagpole. Yeah, because they steal someone's underwear. And then they put them on the flagpole, and then you yeah. salute them like you salute the flag. Okay, so it was an American comedy television that was on Nickelodeon yeah. from 91 to 92. Only that two tracks. years. It felt... That was weird. It felt longer than that. Well, it must have played in reruns a bunch because there's no way I was watching it in 91 to 92. I would have been zero to one. Yeah. It's just about kids at a day camp. Huh. At a Griffith Park boys camp. Just hung out. So it's like heavyweights the series? Yeah, it was just... But they, they're not fat? They would prank each other. Huh. Interesting. Oh. That was a little back pain noise. No, my goodness. Uh, so in Kipping, Annie is a girl with no moral compass, thanks to a complete lack of parental supervision. Hmm. One day while playing in the woods, a voice calls out to her from deep within an abandoned well, causing her to consider the right course of action. Everyone's going off into the woods in their movies. Yeah. Huh. Looks interesting. I don't know. I mean, after Kamiko, I'll check out anything these yeah. guys do. Yeah, I, I'm going to check out his his two other movies, Goliath and, and Kid Thing. Because this was it, was, it was way too beautiful sometimes. Yeah. Like, piss. <laughs> like, it would just, it would leave the camera on a scene. And um, even little things like her, when she first puts on the blanket uh, poncho. Yeah. And it's just it trailing in like the wet, slush oh, from yeah. the snow and you can see the bottom getting wet and muddy as she's walking yeah. and it just follows her for a while and you just get the image of her in this blanket walking down the street and then you know people start yelling at her and stuff yeah uh it's just it's very nice it was nice yeah it was really good there's uh having a character that doesn't speak a lot of english leads to inter- interesting interactions like that whole situation with with the sheriff would have been totally different and um, yeah, I just dig it. Crazy Kamiko, Kamiko the treasure hunter. That's Two thumbs stuff. up from Benson and Jordan. Enjoy. Mom and Dad, what's going on here? Over the years at our family gathering, you two show up and you ruin it. I want you to bring a date to your sister's wedding. We don't want you showing up stag and riling each other up. We don't rile each other up. We never get riled up. We'll shape up for you, Jeannie. We gotta find the right girls for this. Where do we even go? What? We're about to do something awesome. I'm here with Mike and Dave Stengel. They are looking for dates for their sister's wedding in Hawaii. Let's make these guys take us to Hawaii. We're looking for nice girls. We're going to look respectable as They're leaving. It's all part of the plan. Are you okay? I am now. I saved your life! She's okay? I saved your life! Yeah. Grandma, I'd meet Alice. She's super smart. Tatiana, she's a school teacher. The key to teaching children is is repetition. You'd be surprised how stupid they are. Let's play bocce. Should we take it easy? Absolutely not. We should let them lose with dignity, which is what I'd like to think we would do. 
Let me throw it down. It sounds like you guys are like watching porno or no. They have the Rodfather. I don't know if we're gonna get it though if we haven't seen the Godfather. Who are these girls? This is me making us look cool. Oh my gosh, she's Superman! Your turn, Mike! Don't ever do that. I can do anything that they can do. Is it okay? She looks like Burn Victim Barbie. And you're Black Ken. Mike and Dave need wedding dates. And they find them. Yep. On Craigslist. On Craigslist. That's the full title. Yep. Uh, this is a film directed by first-time film director... Oh, my God. I scrolled right past it. Jake Szymanski. Oh, cool. Uh, written by a lot of people here. Hold on. Uh, Andrew... Oh, just two. Andrew J. Cohen and Brendan O'Brien. Nice. Which I think they were trying to fool me into thinking Conan O'Brien wrote this. Yeah. It's Andrew J. Cohen. <laughs> sounds like Conan. And Brendan O'Brien. Yeah, that's the problem with these movies. Written the by... The writers try and trick you. Yeah, if they if they had just started crediting them as a pair, Cohen O'Brien, yeah. Cohen and O'Brien, yeah, I might get confused. Me. Yep. Uh, but no, Conan O'Brien is not involved with this film. No, he's too busy doing... Uh, In fact, uh, his, Wendy his, Williams is. That's the movie talk show personality. Yeah. doesn't Wasn't she fired? I'm pretty I'm, sure who was it. Here's here's what I'm one gonna, of that said something bad in like all of her. I thought she got like just banned or whatever. Uh, uh, no, I think if anything they were going for realism, 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 <laughs> realism. Uh, because Mike and Dave Stangle, which is the real life names of the real life people and also the character names, mm-hmm. are the they are real life people who needed wedding dates, went to Craigslist and got them, and were on actual Wendy Williams. Yeah. So I think they were just trying to play up the real angle of what show they were on. Um, and let me tell you something crazy. If you go to the Wikipedia page, at least the last time I did, for Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates, the film, it mentions nowhere on there that this is based on an absolutely true story of yeah, two but, people with the same exact names. But it's not weird- even like a true story where they change the names. It's the same exact names, but the, what they do change is everything else because yeah. it's not in this film. That's why film, it says sort of. Yeah. In this film, they actually go to Hawaii. They go to Hawaii, and in real life, it's just in New York. Oh. So they they immediately start diverging to make a better story. Yeah, and I think they succeed. This film is very funny. Oh, it's super funny. It it, it was really 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 funny. It's like stupid funny. Yeah, it ridiculously of, funny. And I mean, it had a lot of dumb parts. Yeah, it had a lot of gross parts. Yeah, it had a lot of like insane parts. Yeah, but then the parts that were really funny were super were funny. So funny. Uh, and way funnier than I thought it was gonna be. Yeah. Like it, you know, I I am now 100 percent on Zac Efron team team Zac Efron. Yeah. After watching both neighbors' films, they're both do you, funny. Do you want to know where he got me? Where? Seventeen again. <laughs> I swear to God, where he where it's like the guy 60% from Friends. Of that on a, the guy on a from plane, Friends so yeah. who like becomes young Zac yeah, Efron. Yeah, yeah. He, I don't know why he yeah. totally got me then. Yeah. I watched that movie with my brother of all people, and I was like, "This is actually pretty good." And my brother's like, yeah. yeah, I saw this with my girlfriend. And we were like, this is a good movie. Mm-hmm. And this is the same reaction I have to this film. Yeah. Is I, you know, the, tra- the trailers made it look really funny. Mm-hmm. But man. Yeah, it's kind of like, and it's so crazy to me that um, so many parts of this film work. Because the, so the two women um, who are named Alice and Tatiana, played by Anna Kendrick and Aubrey Plaza. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they kind of have their own arc as well. Yeah, they both do. It's not do. just about the men, and it's not even like about them ending up together. Yeah. Two of them do end up together, but two and the other two kinda, end up as maybe, business partners, yeah, they, essentially. Yeah, they work together. So it's, it's kind of neat to see, and 
and for Anna Kendrick's character, it's it's more about her getting over her like fear yes, of her own rejection, fear of her, her own yeah, her dealing with the grief of her failed failure. relationship. Yeah. And, it's crazy. And like she was, she would she was watching the same video over and over again, yeah. just making herself feel bad. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it, I didn't expect like the writing's nothing amazing, but the the overall plot writing is really interesting because you're right, there are these dual arcs, yeah, and they like. We have one because we have two groups of people that don't realize that they're screw ups. Yeah, they have no idea. The the group that that don't know that they're screw ups realize that they are, and then find think that they found two people who aren't screw ups yeah. who are revealed to be screw ups. Yes, like it's it's kind of who neat. through the course of the wedding realize yeah. no, we are messed up people. Yeah, and we need to be better. People. I do love. I mean, I want to just get right to the end when when both of them realize they've ruined the wedding and they both burst in and, and say, they the, say exact the exact same, same thing. thing. They use the same hand yeah. movements and everything. And then, Zach Efron's and like, then they address it. You, we, did, we just did that. We did the we, with our hands and everything. That was funny. That was, that was really so funny. funny. And then I love. Um, oh, where is he? Why can't I find the actor's name? You're talking about the masseuse? The husband. Oh, the masseuse. The, the husband was great because he did play a nice, understated guy. Oh, there he is. Sam Richardson. Sam Richardson, he's, he's on, great. So if you watch Veep, he starts in like oh, season three or four. Okay, see, I'm not that and far. And it's kind of similar. He I plays got, kind of a similar... He, he shows up in uh, Ghostbusters as well in a very small role, but it was very... Sim- like he, His one line is like, hey, you're not supposed to be back here. And then like he gets beat, beat up by a ghost. Oh, um, okay. But in... Um, so in, in Veep and then in this film, he kind of plays the same like boring, like just kind of befuddled Like understated guy. normal dude. Normal dude, but like super the normal. boring normal guy. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's so funny. Yes. He's so, and it's, especially he's in the, the middle only, of this. Yeah, he's the only straight guy. Yeah, in the middle of this Because the parents insanity. are freaking out. Zach yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and uh, the guy Adam from- Adam Devine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Adam Devine are both just ratcheting each other up. Yeah. We get the two crazy girls. Mm. We got his wife- Who's this sweet meek mouse yeah. character? Yeah, it's just man. Oh, and the and her, I love when she blows up at her bride's bridesmaid. Yeah, the one who's planning everything and like. Oh, at I the love spa? it every, when they that first so when they good. first meet and like she's like she's all calm. She's like, yeah, my my maid of honor is more freaked out. And she comes over and she's like already yelling at someone. Yeah. and then she's like, she her phone rings and she goes, hold on. Did you get those flowers? Oh my god, you better have those flowers. Like they better just, be purple. Yeah, is what she says. Freaking out. And then yeah, that, that was, scene at the spa is fantastic uh, yeah. because he tells her to shut her mouth, and she's just so aghast that her mouth stays open, and she's like, "Shut your mouth! Just shut, shut your mouth! Shut your mouth!" And she's just staying there, mouth agape, just so confused. Yeah, that's yeah. There's a lot of good stuff here. Yeah, uh, and it's really funny, and all the people are funny. Yeah, everyone, all the characters are great. It's very raunchy. Mm-hmm. There, don't take your kids to see this film. Oh, super raunchy. No, this is this is um, adult. There this is, is one adult thing film. that I do want to. I haven't read it anywhere, but this is my thought. Okay. So you remember the character cousin Terry? Yes. Oh, how uh, could I? How could I forget cousin Terry? Yeah, lesbian Fonzie. Yeah. Um, she she's played by an like a very little known actress that I looked up and I was like I haven't seen her in anything. Uh-huh. But in the film, the look that they give her, uh-huh. I believe, is supposed to be mimicking, and I think this is who they wanted for the role, but she wouldn't do it, uh-huh. probably because it's I mean it's halfway demeaning the role. Yeah. Uh, uh, Cameron Esposito, if you know that, oh comedian, shit, I do, and, and the that look that looks she has in this just... film, wow, is exactly that comedian's wow. look. Wow, and I think That's... they wanted her. And I think she wouldn't do it, and I don't blame her. Yeah, because there's, there's some weird, there's, there's some, some stuff here. There's some not, not exactly accurate or great things yeah. about lesbians, but well, bisexual. She's yeah, very much bisexual. Whatever, however you want to call it. Yeah, 
but yeah, it's like uh, <laughs> she has that look, and I'm mm-hmm. just very I look and I went, that's not Cameron Esposito, but that looks like her. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, because I know exactly what she looks like. Yeah. She just got a show on CISO, mm-hmm. uh, Take My Wife. Oh yeah. And um, man, yeah. that is her. Yeah, that's it's scary. super weird. But it's she does the actress weird. they got she is great. She doesn't. She does her own thing. Yes, I I don't know Cameron Cesaro's comedy very well, but I know uh-huh. it's not this the the style, style of comedy that that woman yeah. does because she she has a whole bit where she's going to give a speech and her neighbor is Chris Rock and Chris Rock punched up her speech mm-hmm. and that bit is funny. Yeah, when she yeah and Adam 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 uh, Devine yeah. is like, oh my god, that's awesome. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this um. This is a funny movie. It's way funny. Like, yeah. I can't get over how much... I was in a theater. There was four people sitting in front of me, just sporadic seats. Mm-hmm. There's two people in the back, and then three peop- more people came in and sat behind me. And we were just all cracking up together. Yeah. Like, it's, it was really good. Yeah. And I don't even think... Like, here's the, the kind of interesting thing. It's, I don't even think we need, like, a sequel to this. No. I think if we just keep making movies with these people in different roles... Oh, man. Like, like this is a, the great thing of, like, comedy actors is yeah. that when you switch up who they are and what they're mm-hmm. playing, yeah. but you still have that same comic sensibility going on, mm-hmm. it's so much fun. It's yes. still so much fun. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, you know, that, something um, in this, some something in this vein. Yeah, I would love to see any of these people get back together. Yeah, Zac Efron and Adam Devine doing Man, another I film where they're they, friends and not I brothers mean, or enemies and not brothers. You know, I've never because I know them separately. Mm-hmm. I never would have seen them as brothers, but they work so well together. Yeah. It was it was really funny because they Zac Efron comes down to kind of meet Adam <laughs> yes. Devine in yeah. just their level of humor and just stupidity mm-hmm. uh it's just it's so good man that scene at the end where he throws uh the suitcase into the tv he's like, <laughs> I, was, I was aiming I for was it aiming for it nuts. <laughs> so that's dumb. nuts so and, dumb and in the bloopers when they had all the different takes of, oh, of man. them crying and, and reacting he, and zach just couldn't keep it together yeah. he kept cracking up yeah yeah, you gotta love a blooper, a blooper reel. That blooper reel was really funny. At the end of a good comedy. And that uh, Aubrey Plaza did one joke, and you hear someone off camera go, "All right," and she goes, oh, "I'm sorry, too bad for Fox or something like that." <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good that's a good time in the theater. Yeah, that's a good fun time. If you miss was, it in the theaters, check it like check it out. Yeah, definitely. Really, and get people together. Like I just imagine <laughs> yeah. you sitting down with your friends mm-hmm. and just having a great time watching. Like, that doesn't happen anymore, right? Everyone's yeah. got Netflix. Everyone kind of. I don't feel like there's communal movie watching anymore. Mm-hmm. And this is a perfect movie for you and your twenty something, thirty something friends. Yeah. Maybe you got small kids, whatever. You get babysitters. Mm-hmm. Just sit down and watch this movie. Eat some snacks. This is this is a really funny yeah. film. Is that is that code? Is snacks code? Yeah. Eat some snacks. Eat some snacks. Eat some snacks. Some e snacks. Put some snacks in your mouth. Go into and, the go into the fun inhale bag. Inhale them and go, then exhale them. Go into the fun bag. Yeah, go into the fun bag. The mystery bag. No, the mystery, mystery bag. bag. No, don't go into the mystery bag. Or these might be vitamins. <laughs> no, she's looking at all the bags that look just different. And she goes, one of these is multivitamins. <laughs> <laughs> That's so. Oh my god, this movie's really funny. Yeah. It's really, really funny. It's good stuff. Like, I don't, I mean, we could just go through and list off all the jokes we love, but I think that'd be no, boring go, to listen to. go watch this I think stuff. we just want to tell you that every, like, all the people in this are funny. Yeah. Uh, this, there's there's th- a lot of good people movie, that just show up and they're you, funny you for a minute. You know how I've missed Neighbors? Mm-hmm. I saw this movie and went, 
I need to watch both the neighbors. Yeah, watch now. both the neighbors. I need the to. second one's better than the first, which is insane. This, yeah, but it's it's true. Like I am now, I realize how much I've messed up as a human being by not seeing Get the on neighbors that movies. Train. I dude, I am already on the. I'm train. gonna have to see. The I live dumb on Baywatch. the F run train. Baywatch. I'm gonna oh, have to see. I'm gonna see the hell out it, of it. I mean, it already had the because rock, it's got so the rock and, and you know, hey, rock and F run. The world's star. The Rock. We need to, the world's child. Are they going to keep pairing The Rock with different people until like please, they find the perfect match? Please, God, pair him with everyone. <laughs> All I want to do is see him paired with other people. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for that. Yes, that that is a thing in movies that exists and keep should keep existing. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. Uh, all right, so go go check it out. Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Need wedding dates. Well, those were some movies. Yeah, they were. Those were real good. Yeah. Uh, now you said you do. You say the price of my war is not a price that you're willing to pay. I'm just gonna let that keep going. Insane. For as long as you want. You cheat with the French. Now I'm fighting with France and with Spain. Okay, I'm ready. I'm so blue. <laughs> How blue are I you? I thought that we made an arrangement when you went away. You were mine to subdue. I'm done now. So some other shows on the artist uh, on the Bendy Network are the artistry. Credit Lin Manuel Miranda, 2016. Yeah, you were real good. <laughs> no, I, did, nice. I did give the copyright credit to Lin Manuel Miranda, good. so we don't get sued. Oh well, that's necessary. Thank you. Uh, the artistry, of course, like you said, Benson Boone's Boombox. We've got Ben View on Spielberg, Comic Nerds Unite, uh, Community Fantasy League. Is that still going? No, that is definitely not an extent podcast. Okay, I know, I know which not to talk about now. Uh, the, I'm new to this part of the show. It's understandable. Uh, we've got Extra Damage. We've got Matt and Brindo's wrestling show. That is still going on without me as a regular co-host, though. Okay. Uh, so they're just going to keep the name? Yeah, they're keeping the name for the legacy, but it is now hosted by uh, Brendo and someone I'm very embarrassed, and I'm sorry if she's listening. Her name is uh, it's something with a V. I know that. It starts okay. with a V. Um, uh, maybe I can help. Uh, see. Nope, it still says your name here. Well, <laughs> she follows me on Twitter. I could check my Twitter followers. All right, uh, we'll get back to that. Uh, get to that class, uh, like you said earlier, Popsicles, Radio Brenda Man, and Star Wars Nerds Unite. Yeah, those are cool. all great shows. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, if you want to check out... Uh, Veronica Steele. There it is. is her name. Oh, that's a fantastic it's name. It's a great name. How could you forget that name? I remember the Steele part, but I didn't want to get there without the V part. Oh, yeah. Man, that's a real good name. Yeah, it's a great name. So what superpower does she have? She can melt uh, steel beams. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Strange. <laughs> I've never heard of a name that on point before, yeah. but yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah. So she's not like jet fuel because she yeah, can melt steel beams. I was about beams. to say, maybe that's a bad, maybe she's a super villain. <laughs> of course, you can check out Agents of Guard uh, because Justin Cuzon from that website did our logo. Uh, we got our... And that's the same kid that does Ben Beyond Spielberg with yeah, me. Yeah, I know. The cross-promotion. Uh, we've got our theme song from the YouTube audio library. I that's your, by... Your theme song is now Tarzan Boy by Baltimore. <laughs> don't tempt me. <laughs> that's by Silent Partner, and it's called Sophomore Makeout. Of course, we're part of the Ben View Network. I listed all the shows earlier. But uh, come back next week. We may have another bonus episode. Or we might be talking about random stuff. I don't know. Jason Bourne came out this weekend. It's kind I of a crazy everything. time for movies. Yeah. Is is this the beginning of the the crazy season? Because isn't there like summer blockbusters? Yeah. Like a month ago. Yeah. 
and then a bit of a break, and then everything starts coming out again. I thought August was dead month. Is it? I think so. I think this is just the last little spurt of summer. Is this the end of the summer? This is the little sum, the summer blockbuster aftershock, and then it just and then it just dies down until Christmas when yeah. all of the Star Wars and everything come yeah, out. Yeah, and like award season before that. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. See you next week. No, I won't though. In spirit. Yeah. Yeah. I had a fun bit of saying different different words with Benson on that one. I, it's such a long... I appreciated seeing the bloopers at the end of this film. Oh, sure. Bell of a blooper. They were funny. For real. That's probably what it was. I was so distracted by the funny jokes that I went the wrong way on the freeway. <laughs> it just like south. I still can't believe that. Let's go south. I just wasn't paying attention, man. Casual Sunday here in the Scott household. That's right. Uh, we've got our guest of honor. He's not going to be on mic. No. Uh, but he looks happy to be here. Yeah. It's a new environment. I tell you, I took off his collar. Mm-hmm. And so you now know it's either a dog or some kind of BDSM enthusiast. Right. is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.